Hey guys, and welcome to the Get Life Podcast. To start off with, you know, this is pretty much the third time I've tried recording, so I'm going to tell you that, guys that, and also I would like to apologise for the fact that there wasn't any podcast episodes for about three weeks, and there's not going to be a weekly one-up episode this week. Which is <gasps> a shame. It's a shame. And you heard that gasp, and you're thinking, Bishop Mish, who did you kidnap this week? Didn't kidnap anyone. Why do people think I kidnap people? This is a bit weird. I do not know. <laughs> That's really disturbing. Yeah, some people actually think that, and I know who that is. It's um, Mr. Fast Food Cack. That was the person that said I kidnap people. He said it as a joke, though, so it's all right. Shout That's, out. that's not. That's all right then. As long as you're not going to turn up at my door like a bandit, then it's okay. Yeah, that's. That would be quite weird. It would be, wouldn't it? Anyway, yeah. if you guys recognise this voice, then you deserve a one-up, obviously. Hello, um, and if you don't, I'm going to take one off you. No, why would you do that? Why would you punish people? <laughs> I'm only joking. No. Like, you know what the weird thing is, though? People have probably heard me and just not realised it. Because it's not just YouTube I do, but we won't go there. Um, but yeah, hello, everyone. Look, I'm waving at the microphone. I need to be locked up. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. No, don't. So, yeah, um, we have the doofer. Yes, my name is Kay, but I, I go by the acronym of the doofer. Um, a friend of mine gave me the nickname, and it stuck. Um, lots of people call me remote controls. Um, but yes, my name's Kay, so you may call me Kay if you wish. Otherwise, you could call me doofer. It's entirely up to you. Yep, that's... I'll call you... Okay. Okay, um, <laughs> it does feel a bit strange calling somebody doofer though. Although lots of people do it, it is very odd. Yes. Anyway, so um, what we're going to talk about today, do you want to say what we're going to talk about? Um, I think we're going to talk about um, gay relationships in games, aren't we? Yeah. Me. Oh, me. Little old me. I say little. No, I'm not little. Um, six foot two. And would you believe it, I've grown an inch in the past 10 years, which is very scary. I really don't need to grow anymore. I like my height, kind of. It's a pain to get in and out of doors, though. I have to duck. It's awful. But yes, great for going shopping and getting top things off the top shelf. Helping little old ladies. Yes. Very nice to be helping little old ladies. What a good citizen. Anyway, so yeah, uh, we're going to talk about gay relationships in games because that is a big topic now and obviously we're going to talk about Kay and how she got into the YouTube scene and things like that. So how did you get into the YouTube scene? Well, basically, I used to play games with a group of people and you could brand it as a clan, but it was, it was more of a group than a clan. Anyway, I digress. Um, one of the people used to make YouTube videos and they weren't that brilliant and I sat there one night a bit drunkenly going you know what I can do better at it than they can and I decided to um, learn a bit about video production because I'd never done it before ever um, I'd only ever done audio production which I can do I've done it for many years but Video is, is yeah, as any of you that do YouTube will know, it's a completely different kettle of fish. There's a lot of elements to learn, there's a lot of things to learn. And I used to play a game called COD, yes, Call of Duty. 
Oh, lovely game that is. Um, I've actually fallen out of love with it completely, but we won't go there. Um, and yeah, I just started. I just started talking shit really <laughs> over gameplay, and it and it went from there. And yeah, YouTube's opened a lot of doors for me. I've been really, really lucky. I've met some amazing people on the way. I've also met some absolute dickheads. Um, some of which I never wish I'd ever met ever but no i've i've met so many nice people so so many nice people and i'm really honored to have the audience that i have to be honest so yeah well it's a great achievement there and it says you're a machinima partner so tell us more about that well i started doing videos properly in january of this year and i how did it really come about i don't know um a couple of my friends are partners and one of them was saying that I should just apply for the partnership and see what would happen um, because partnership basically enables you to make money on your videos through how can I explain this the easy way because you don't personally create the footage okay you may capture it but you didn't make it Therefore, if you're not partnered, you cannot claim on that video. So, you, you know, with Google AdSense or anything else, you can't claim on that video. But what Machinima, and there's a few other networks out there, it's not just Machinima. What these gaming networks enable you to do is you can make money off your video. So, say, for instance, if somebody makes a video and it goes viral, then they'll make a little bit of money off it. Um, it's not all it's cracked up to be. This is the one thing I'm really keen to point out for people that want to become a YouTube partner. It's not all it's cracked up to be. And there's a lot of rules and regulations to follow. Um, and yeah, I personally enjoy it. It's really good. It means for me, it wasn't about the money. It was about the fact that I could make custom thumbnails because I'm a bit vain and I wanted all my videos to look nice. Um, and you get a banner as well. And there's a, you know, there, there are a few advantages, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, I applied um, to Ken Burton, who's our community manager here in the UK for Machinima, and I got accepted. I was over the moon. I only had 300 subs. I was like, oh my God, they've accepted me. Um, and the, I think the process from start to finish was about a month in total. And yeah, it's been a bit mad since then. It's, I've got quite a few subscribers. But it's not about the subs, it's about the views, people. Views. It's not, you know, anyone can get 2,000, 3,000 subs because you go to a certain website and you can pay for them. With views, it's different. Views, it's your content and it matters. So, yes. That's, that's very nice words. You know, I got... It's a bit weird because I only have, like, 64 subs and I've got 40,000 views. I don't even know how that's possible. Do you know what the, that that is the whole point? That is people a lot of people now on YouTube, they don't you know, they won't subscribe to a channel, but they will just view. You know, you go to your friend's channel and you, you have a look and therefore you see who their friends are and you look again. And that's what it's about. If you've got I mean most of the bigger partners, they aim to get one view for every two subscribers. Okay? Because that way you you know your audience is active and that is what you want you do not want a dead audience because you're buggered if you do but now i have a very active audience but 
posting it on forums you know if you make videos post them on forums that have got to do with it don't spam them you know become a member become involved in that community post them on forums reddit's a really good one <laughs> reddit is amazing um 4chan it you know if your video ends up on 4chan <laughs> it reads good and bad things but still um but it isn't just about youtube it's about how you promote your videos but yes I'm no expert, don't get me wrong, I've only got, I've just gone over a thousand subs and I've got, in fact let me check, I'm not checked today, I don't really, I've not been too good with YouTube recently, I've got 150,000 views, which isn't bad, I'm quite proud of that, and I got a sponsor as well recently, but yeah I won't mention them because you know it just sounds like I'm here to talk about them. Actually then. no I don't mention them. Okay, um, yeah, I've been surprised about Elgato Gaming. So what do they do? What is... Elgato make a range of peripherals for Macs and now gaming consoles. They, they're a really good company, actually. Um, before I was sponsored by them, I have lots of products that Elgato have made anyway. Um, I have an Apple Mac. I like Macs. Some, in fact, no, I am known as an Apple fangirl because I am. And they make the, one of the only pieces of software that's compatible with the HD PVR, which most people use to record for YouTube. And yeah, they sent me an email. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I love them. So uh, yeah, they've just released the Game Capture HD, which is amazing. And if you want to find out more about it, go to my channel. Sorted. <laughs> nice little plug in there. Yeah, see. shameless stuff advertising. I know. That's, that's cool. I'm, I'm alright with it. That's alright. So I'll put all that stuff in the description on iTunes because I just figured out how to do that and that's quite cool. I love iTunes. I love Apple. Yeah. That's so you know the podcast is on iTunes. Go check it out. You know, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I feel so ashamed of myself now. So you just hold yourself out to Apple, right? Pretty much. Well, that, that's the only place you can find the podcast on Apple, and Apple are amazing, by the way. Just yeah, putting that out there. They are. And lots of people hate Apple. And obviously, if I speak badly about Apple, I can just they could take this episode off. So I'm not going to talk badly they about. They would do that. No, they're not that mean. Actually, I'm not actually allowed to talk about Apple in the podcast, but you know that's how it is. Oh, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and yeah, so what do you think about other companies like Machinima? What do you, what do you think? I think they're a good thing. I mean, they, they, they're ultimately a network that help you in your little YouTube adventure. That's what they're there for. Ultimately, they are there to make a bit of money or two. And there's, today there's been so much shit on YouTube recently about... Oh, machinima, you know, you're in a contract for life, and you know there is a contract to sign. Um, I can't say what's in it, but there is one to sign. Just read it properly. You know, if 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 you're not happy with the agreement that you're getting it into, don't sign it. Simple as. But no, I'm I'm quite a big fan of the gaming networks. I think it's an epic idea, especially the way that gaming is moving because it is so socially focused now. I think it's great, you know? And there's yeah. a really good um, network out there. If you guys don't know already, Apollo Gaming, it's just amazing. You know, yes. I'm only saying that because I'm partnered with them and I am a director, so 
But still, there you go. You guys can check out 8-Bit Rage Crit as well. <laughs> you know, 8-Bit, that's my series, man. Playing all those NES games. So what do you think about these old school games? I love them. See, I I got a NES on my, I think it was 8. God, I'm showing my age. Um, I was 8 when I got my NES. I actually cried because I got given Lego. Well, I wanted Lego, and I thought it was Lego, and it wasn't, it was the NES. And I was like, oh, where is, it? where is the Lego? But no, alas. Um, I loved my NES. I still love my NES. I have an emulator on my phone, and I still play Mario. I love Mario. Oh, I love the original Super Mario. It's just amazing. And Mario 2, Mario 3. 3 is my favourite, though. Um, and yeah, I... It was my first gaming console, so I, I love my old school games. And I ended up with... What did I have after that? I think I had every incarnation of the Game Boy going. Every single one. And then we had a Master System with Alex the Kid, which was epic. Paper, scissors, stone game. Fantastic. Flying heads around the place. Um, and then we got a Sega Genesis because my dad um, used to travel a lot, so we got one. So obviously the Mega Drive was here, the Genesis was over in America. Oh, okay, cool, because I was thinking Genesis. <laughs> and then we, yeah, we got loads of American games and Japanese games, it was really cool. You couldn't understand any of the Japanese games, but they were quite epic. And then, yeah, as for old school gaming, that's where it kind of ended for me, because then you end up with the PS1 which isn't really old school, although it just feel like it. Well, the GameCube is now um, collectible, so I would say. No. Yeah, Do apparently, you know, apparently it is. It's mad. When I used to finish school, I used to go to my friends for, you know, to wait to go home because my mum and dad went back from work. And he used to have a GameCube. Oh, the days. It's amazing. The thing is, I never really liked the GameCube. It was, I was more of a PlayStation person, and then, you know, PlayStation was just awesome. PlayStation yeah. 1 and then go to the PlayStation Yeah, I mean, do you remember the big battle between PlayStation and Sega Saturn? Um, um, unfortunately, I don't. You don't? Because uh, oh. I was born in 1994, so <gasps> I don't remember all of this. All I remember is um, with the Sega, because my sisters, they used to have a Sega Mega, and I remember as a kid, so I was about like, pretty much like a toddler, um, get carrots and then just shove them in. <laughs> because I think I was fascinated by, you know, the beginning of Sega. I yeah. Thought, yeah. Obviously, that's when you turn it on and stuff, but I pretty much broke it. Oh. But, but you know, that I was a kid back then, you can't blame children. I, you know, I remember my NES, though, to get it to work. When it was on its last leg, you used to have to hit it. Um, otherwise, it just wouldn't work. Funny story, I, I do the same with my PlayStation 2. Yeah. I don't know why, it's just... It's just I would say it's stupid. It's just ejecting discs. And I'm like, what is, what's the problem with you? Are you alright? Like, no, I'm not alright. You have mental problems sometimes. See, I remember when the PS1 came out and I was the only girl, because I used to play with a lot of boys when I was younger. God, that sounds wrong. Um, I used to play with the boys when I was younger. And... Still sounds wrong. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. No it's way not... around it. I know girls used to do my head in. Oh, and I used to play footy with the lads. It's just what I used to do. Anyway, um, they all got Sega, um, Sega Saturns for Christmas, and I got a PlayStation. I was the only person in junior school to get a PlayStation. 
And I remember a couple of years later going, ha 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 ha, look, mine's not an ashtray. Um, and Ridge Racer, and I mean, I remember the first demo disc, the 3D, um, 3D dinosaur. It was amazing. But yes, I loved my PlayStation. And I was a PlayStation girl until the Xbox came along. Yeah, the funny story about that, when I first, um, I was around, I think I was like, I don't know how old I was, I forget. Yeah, anyway, so when the Wii came out, you know, I was given a choice, either Wii or the PlayStation 3. Now, knowing me, I just picked the Wii, because the Mario games were just so amazing. But the thing is, if I didn't pick the Wii and I picked the PlayStation, then I wouldn't have my Xbox and I wouldn't have the Wii. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so... I picked a good choice because now I have two consoles. The Wii was epic, though. When the Wii came out, it was, you know, it, it was a really big thing. It was something that we'd never seen before. And now you can pick them up for £40. Um, it's really, it's just, it's so sad the way that the Wii, yeah, its life cycle wasn't as long. But it was a gimmick. Exactly. It wasn't tailored it's for... It's pretty much the Kinect. That's what it is. I think the yeah. Kinect's a gimmick as well. Like, I don't think Microsoft... Well, of course would, it is. ...with their new console, I don't think they're going to do anything with the Kinect. Like, who even makes games for Kinect now, and who makes games for the PlayStation Move? I only saw, like, pretty much a few games for these. Not... To be honest, though, it's, it's more of a demographic thing. You see, you might not see that. However, children up and down the land use the connect on a daily basis all the people that i know with children the you know they they don't use the connect for themselves oh god no um but their kids love it um from a fit or from a health point of view it gets them up off the sofa actually gets them interacting with the tv and from a demographic of games that have been designed um because believe it or not there are games that are still being made even for the wii at the minute and it is they are aimed at children you know you, you okay you have some people that play you know black ops or modern warfare 3 on the wii but it's mainly going to be those you know the kids that play on them and they do um and older people older people they yeah love the wii it's really good for people that have had strokes and stuff as well as rehabilitation it's on that score it's it's a good thing i mean there was lots of people that said the ipad was a gimmick and look at it now i think the wii u is going to be so interesting um yeah but it's not really a next gen console it's just is on par with this gen so i i'm not i don't think anyone wise, specs wise it is but the idea that you can game on a tablet and then play it on you know, actually on the console, even though PlayStation tried to do something similar, um, although they didn't quite carry it off. I don't, I think it's the next step in terms of Wii, not in next gen, mm. but as for the Wii story and the Nintendo story, it's, you know, it says a lot, but not, certainly not next gen. But then again, are the PlayStation, the new PlayStation and the new Xbox, are they really going to be next gen? Because the specs now, if they start making them next year, technology hasn't evolved enough for them to be at the top of their game in three years' time, if they're made now. So, you know, well, yes, I like sitting on the fence. 
you know, I I think they should do. I think you know how the military they get all their advanced um, technology. I think they should just take it from them. Say, okay, military, we can have some of your tech, and then use that. That would be well, awesome. You know the military use PlayStations, don't you? Do you know, no, 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 they, um, because you can't build a computer that is good enough to be able to run their flight sim software, um, I think it's the Air Force in the States, mm-hmm. they actually use a room full of PlayStations hooked up to each other in a chain, because they all run Linux, it's the, you know, the, before <laughs> Sony decided to say, no, you can't run it on our, on our hardware. Um, and they're, they're all chained together and they run this massive flight sim software um, and it's the only they can't you know they can't get a computer strong enough to do it you know they have to chain up a load of playstations do you know I think it's I don't know how many it is but you can google it it's all over you know it was all over the internet when it came that's amazing but no they did and wow. if I remember rightly they were appealing for people to send them old ones because obviously if people upgraded then they couldn't do it anymore and i'm sure as hell that they asked sony for some and sony wouldn't give them any more as well pretty positive but no that's you know the the military use gaming consoles and look at ipads in deployment in the american military now it's mad that is quite crazy i have to say i never knew that i thought they would use it for like uavs and things like that but you know they, they steer UAVs with iPads. <laughs> I thought that was only like things you can find in Call of Duty. I didn't know that was real. No, snipers in the field. Um, there are certain apps that only military users can download off the App Store. That it, you know, it figures out how fast bullets go. You know what the wind is, weather conditions, what's going to be the drop. Um, yeah, it's it is crazy, but. In medicine as well, it's the same thing. And they use gaming consoles in medicine as well. Well, I've learned a lot. There you go. Yeah. See? So, it's, do you know when people say, like, the military, they're really far ahead, they're not. <laughs> That's the problem, they're not. However, you can guarantee that Sony and Microsoft have been working on these consoles for the past two years. So, let's just hope they come up. E3 next year, let's hope it's full of lots of goodies, unlike this year's, which was a bit pumped. Yeah, this year's wasn't that good. The only good thing I would say was um, the announcement of Dynasty Warriors. But they didn't even announce that at E3. They announced it in, what I think, a IGN. Yeah, it'd probably be beforehand. Something cause... like No, it was um, IGN were doing a stream of Dead or Alive. And then it was one of the adverts that pretty much gave it away. Um, it was epic, though. And then they were like, only on PlayStation. And then that just annoyed me <laughs> to such an extent because... <laughs> All these Japanese games, they're only on PlayStation now, and I'm like, yeah. why? I can understand because, you know, Tecmo Koei are pretty much all over the Japanese PlayStation store, and, you know, that's what they focus on. And because, you know, the Japanese market don't really play Xbox that much. No, well, it's it's mainly Sony-centric, you know. When, when Sony became, well, when the PlayStation was released, there was lots of independent games developers, um, one of which was Figonosis in Liverpool, which, you know, they made Wipeout. It was an amazing game. It still is. I love that game. Um, 
And what Sony did was they bought up all these little studios and put them under its own umbrella. And that happened in Japan on a massive scale, which is why you have such, you know, Sony is so big, plus it's a Japanese company. You know, Microsoft is an American company, so you have that as well. But that's one of the main reasons why in Japan it's so big. But no, I, PlayStation's cool. I like PlayStation. I'm, it's going to be interesting where the next one goes. Hmm. No, I would say the most appealing thing about the PlayStation is the, you know, their online, how it's like for free. Because I don't see why Microsoft make people pay for Xbox Live. See now, it's the whole... I'm, I'm being really careful not to enter a console war. Um, <laughs> because we'd be here for hours. You get what you pay for. Um, if people are willing to pay for, you know, the Xbox, then let them. If they don't want to, then get a PlayStation. Um, it's one of those things where you get what you pay for. The downtime is minimal compared to PlayStation. You know, the updates aren't as lengthy. It's as a whole range of factors, but yeah. Can you tell how many times I've had this out with people? Um, if you want to pay for it, pay for it. If you don't, you don't. Simple as. I like paying for things, so I like, and I like Xbox. For me, for me, <laughs> it's a better online experience because I play the the games that I play are multiplayer games. I don't I don't often sit down with the game on my own and play it because I get bored or I don't have time. And therefore, I like to dip in and out of games, and I will just play, you know, a few rounds of Halo with a couple of mates. Of course, you can't get Halo on the on the PS3. Um, but for an online experience, I feel it's a lot better on the Xbox. But you know, I'm sure we beg to differ. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Anyway, um, yeah, um, I have. I was thinking about something, but now I forgot. So. Yeah, it was about the rating system. What do you think about the whole rating system to date? As in with ages of games or... Yes, with ages of games. See, there's... I get really annoyed when parents buy games for their children and yet when something really bad happens and you know say for instance somebody kills somebody and they just happen to play a game as well such as call of duty perhaps and then it's all blamed upon the person for playing that video game and it's not it's actually the parents fault for letting the child play that certain video game it's to be honest i think parents on the whole are quite responsible and it's one of those where I'm not really that sure. They're obviously there for a reason, just as film ratings are as well. You know, film ratings are there for a reason. You know, kids, there are some things that kids should not see. <laughs> you know, whether it be of an adult content or of a very graphic, violent content. Children but there's something not. I don't understand. If you go to a cinema, let's say it's an 18 film, you don't see parents, um, you know, because they're allowed to bring their children if it's if you have a parent with you or something like that. So no. No, no, I, no, think no, no, so. I think that's for 12. 
for 12 yeah, films for and they're under. But that's the thing, something I don't understand. They're not allowed to bring their children into 18 films, but you know, um, parents are allowed to buy their children 18 games. Yeah, I mean, it. there are a lot of irresponsible parents out there as well. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's, it's all to do with the, the parent educating themselves. A lot of parents don't realise what their children say online. They don't realise what they have to listen to online, especially within multiplayer games. It's not so bad if it's single player, offline, okay, it's a bit violent. And therefore, the, you know, the adult can monitor what the child has access to. But when you get into the world of multiplayer games and children, you know, some, some parents should really sit there and educate themselves um, as to what they're letting their kids in for. Hmm. Well, you know, there are some, you know, the, the parents that are gamers out there do know these kinds of things. No, 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 no it's, it's, not, it's not those parents that I'm talking about, though. It's the parents that give in to the child because he asked for a game because all of his mates have got it. And therefore, if it keeps the child quiet, then it's a good thing. I'd say, you know, I know a lot of parents that are gamers. A lot of parents that are gamers. Yeah. And... You know, this isn't a go at them because they are, on the whole, they're really responsible and they know themselves what it's like. <laughs> you know, and it, that's okay. But it's when the parent isn't educated and they don't know what happens online. You know, it's it, it's a weird world out there. It is. Um, I mean, yeah, I've been stalked around through gaming, and it's not a nice place sometimes. And I'm mid twenties. Um, never mind if I was a 14 year old girl you know it is there are boundaries but no on the whole the rating system's fine it's what people do with them it's the same with everything though well I think there is uh, some sort of problem with the rating system but you know I, I don't want to really same, say more about it it's, it's the same with the drinking age though you know they've got a drinking age there but no matter how hard you try kids are going to drink yeah. No, I mean, in the sense of, you know, there's... Yeah, and something I don't understand with the rating system is, you know, I swear, I, I'm not sure, but in some countries you can join armies at, like, 16 or something. I'm not sure if it's like that in this country. Yep, you can join the army at age 16. Yeah, you can join at age 16, but you can't play a game where you're shooting people. This is something I'm I don't sure. understand. No, I'm sure there are some shooting games that you can play. Yeah, you know, at the age of 16. Okay, but, um, for instance, Call of Duty was not really that Call of Duty's much of a, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to say bad things about it, but, you know, I don't really like it because, you know, it's just repetitive, things like that, but I don't understand. It's 18 game, and people can join the army at 16, so why can't they play the game? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get your point. Um... No, I do. From that point of view, I, I completely understand. But there are... <laughs> there, I mean, a lot of it's imposed by the government. And another thing is, World at War, that was a 15 game. Mm. And that had so much, like, blood and gore compared to, like, something like um, Black Ops. You know, Black Ops didn't have the whole kind of blowing people up and seeing their organs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously Black Ops had zombies and World at War had zombies, so I don't see why World at War 
I would say it was a more violent game, and it was yeah. rated 15. Something I don't understand as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there has been a lot of pressure on the government um, in recent years. Um, there's been a few murders that you could say were premeditated by video games. Absolute bull. Um, but there has been a lot of pressure on the government and the people that... I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm not sure who it is that controls the ratings for games. But, you know, we could be in Australia. <laughs> where it's even worse than it is here. So Or Germany. Exactly. So, it's, it's, we're not too bad here. Yeah. Another thing, I wanted to get onto this, it was about the whole um, gay relationships in games. So what do you think about that? As a gay person, mm-hmm. um, I've been gay for many years, as most gay people have been. Um, I, From my own personal point of view, I don't get to see what all the fuss is over. Um, so many people petitioned um, the makers of Mass Effect because they didn't like the gay relationship. Um, seriously, guys, there's people like that in the world. It's just really sad. Um, a lot of Christian organisations, they were like, oh, no, we can't have the gays. And it's just, it's, it's when it comes to that, it's really sad. Mm. Um, a game, at the end of the day, depicts a story. That's what it does. It tells a story, and you participate in that story. And, I mean, all the way back to Streets of Rage there's been gay characters in video games um (laughs) i'd say it's it's you know it's always been there there's been gay characters in nintendo video games oh yeah there have been gay characters there have been like all sorts in video games but what about gay relationships in video games because you know you had ea doing it quite a lot like i think in the sims you'd have that kind of thing yeah but look at skyrim i mean you could say that video games are evolving like, you know, like society is evolving. Mm. You know, 20 years ago, it was illegal to be gay in this country. Mm. And now most of us can get married. Well, not married as, sort, as such, but, you know, we can have um, what's called a civil partnership where we're actually, you know, we're classed as a couple. Whereas 20 years ago, you know, that, that wasn't allowed to happen. Um, I think as you know, as society moves with the times as it should do, video games are of course they're going to go in that direction and they're going to push boundaries because they will re- they reach such a big audience and it's worldwide. It's not just here. I mean, bearing in mind that being gay is illegal in a lot of countries. Mm. Like look at Russia. Russia's really and you know, Poland those sort of states they're very anti-gay and it it just raises awareness that look you know it, it's okay and on the other flip side it is a bit of a fad that the whole video game world's going through most of this is because of mass effect um you know there are a few more games in the pipeline that are going to have um gay characters and gay relationships but i think to be honest it's just how the world's moving yeah you know well i mainly brought this topic up because i would say fans well by fans i mean one person came up to me and and asked about this and my opinions on it so you know i have nothing wrong with it 
mm-hmm. pretty much. But um, for certain games, you just can't do it with. For Dynasty Warriors in particular, for Empires, you know, that is a historical game. So, you know, I can understand Warriors Orochi, you can have that kind of thing. But for Dynasty Warriors, because it's historical, it's based off a book as well, which is Chinese traditional book, unless there was some sort of relationships in those books, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it would be right to include it in the game. I know people will be like, I hate you! Why are you doing this? But it's the truth, you know, certain games can have it, certain games it just doesn't fit. Certain games shouldn't even have any relationships in them. Yeah, but, you know, a video game tells a story. Um, they want characters in that story to have relationships or whatever, then it's it's kind of up to the makers. It's it's when the makers start making other endings. That's when you kind of have to... There's, there's someone on Twitter last week when somebody else fag. I was like, oh, my mate's gay. I was like, yeah, whatever. Still not acceptable. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, but why do people think like that? Do you know some people are just they're they're just a bit dim. Cause but I, to be honest, it's it's not only an, it's not only insulting to gay people. It's an it's kind of insulting to people who believe that there's nothing wrong in being gay. And it's yeah, I could go all preachery on you, and I'm not going to because um, I'm not because I'm not that sort of I'm not that sort of lesbian I will stick up for my own and if someone said something wrong then I will pull them up but I'm not the one to go around going oh you should think this because people can think what they want but you know times are changing and attitudes have to change and yeah we, we have it good here I could live in China it could be awful and yeah, yeah well Exactly. Apparently, what people have been saying was China don't have any games consoles. Because I've heard Tmart say that, and I'm thinking that that doesn't sound right. Um, they do. Well, they have PCs. Um, look at Call of Duty Online that's being released next year. Yeah, it was that he made a video about the Call of Duty Online. He said the only reason they have that is because China don't have gaming consoles. But I do know. Why would you make um, games in Chinese, like the Chinese language, if you're not going to release it in China or places around China which speak Chinese? So I'm, I'm pretty sure they have access. What they can do with them, I'm not too sure. And I think lots of things are state controlled. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think. I'm. I know they have computers. But I'm. I'm not too sure. But yeah. But, you know, they have social networks and stuff. It's not as prehistoric as a lot of people think it's. No, they do have social networks, but I was talking to a a young lad about it, and he was saying in China, he is a Chinese guy, by the way, in China they have their own social networks made by the government. Oh, they do. That that is right. Um, They do. Um, That is very true. They do, and everything is state control. And apparently consoles are banned in China. They're illegal in China, apparently. Wow. I wouldn't want to live in China. It makes no sense, though. That's why PC games are so big, is because they have... Do you know, it's it's really ironic how the Wii, the PS3 and the Xbox are all made in China, but they're illegal there. Yeah, they've been banned, apparently, since the year 2000. Well, that, that's how bizarre. That's something I don't understand because I was talking to the guy and he was pretty much saying he used to play like games like Dynasty Warriors in China. And I'm th- starting to think, well, did he go against the rules? 
I mean, don't get me wrong. There will be, there will be games consoles through the grey market, and they will be sold illegally. Um, don't you know? <laughs> it will happen. Um, yeah, but I, d I never knew that. I never knew that officially it was illegal. I never knew. Oh, there you go. We learned yeah. you today. I learned something, you learned something, you know, it's everyone's learning things. Anyway, um, so what would you do if people are like, you can't play consoles, they're illegal? I tend to piss off. Um, no, <laughs> yes I would. Um, if I if I couldn't play on a console, I'd probably play on something else, whether it be my phone or my iPad. Okay, that, that's um, a reasonable idea. Yeah. Oh, that was... Computer. Yeah. Yeah, I'd still play games. I've been playing FIFA 12 all day today. Really? Well, not all day today. Um, I was up on it till four o'clock this morning on the iPad. I don't see. I I really like football. Um, I don't do football games, but it's quite addictive. I quite like I, it. I just don't like football games because they seem like they're the same thing every year. It's the same with well, COD as well. I thought, but it's like managing the team, so it's different. Not just playing the game. Cause can't be asked with that. Um, but um, yeah, COD, I've fallen out of love with COD. I loved Call of Duty. Um, I'm actually going to go and trade it in tomorrow. So which I'm is... guessing no more Call of Duty videos from you? Nope. It's, in my world, it's a really big event. Um, it's being traded in. I have no time for that game anymore. No time at all. Um, I've just, I've fallen out of love with it. And I, I've... I only used to play COD um, and FPSs, and I there's a lot of other games out there that are better um, that I was neglecting. Like so. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. Yes, I I adore that game. So does the other half. She likes it more than I do, which is saying something. Um, yeah, I love Assassin's Creed. That's cool, there's Halo. I'm really into Halo at the minute. Okay, it's another FPS, but I enjoy it and I like it. Yeah, but Halo is just a completely different game to Call of Duty. It's not like they release a new Halo every year, although recently they have been doing that. <laughs> yeah. Halo 4 is coming out this year. Um, no, it's... Oh, I just can't be honest with COD. Same old thing. It's getting a bit old now. And I'm really into Minecraft in a big way. I would high-five the screen right now in a really yeah. big way and I have been for a while um the reason I haven't done any videos about it though is because every man and his dog does videos about Minecraft that's the same with Call of Duty pretty much every person does exactly. Call of Duty videos um, and so I've been working out what I can do that's original and I'm actually working on a massive edit at the minute for Minecraft it's going to be amazing I hope when it's finished it's nowhere near finished though um, but there is hours and hours of footage. It's mad. And it's all going to be in like very small. I think it's going to be about five minutes long. Wow. But no, it, it's pretty good. It is pretty good, actually. I'm quite impressed with myself. Um, but yeah, that's what. That's one of the main reasons, apart from work, that I've been really quiet on my channel recently. I haven't got much up and it's really annoyed me. I've just not had time. But yeah, it's. I'm a bit busy with work. <laughs> so yeah to wrap this up thank you Kay for being on the podcast it was an honour to have you on you're very welcome it's been much enjoyable and thanks for having me 
If you're wondering why this ending sounds a bit disjointed, it's mainly because that we lost sound quality. Yeah, and we lost audio quality, things like that. Skype was being a doping derp. So yeah, so I had to record my bit, she had to record her bit, and I kind of spliced them up together. Anyway guys, enjoy this episode. So I've been Bishos Mish. If you guys enjoyed this episode, remember to check out Cassion because his music is in the background. Check out Apollo Gaming Network because, you know, they're partnered with us and they're awesome. And my videos are up on there as well. All these links and stuff, all this good stuff will be in the description of the iTunes podcast. Anyway, yay! Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And it's kind of like the return of the podcast. So yeah, now you guys will be listening to Kassanzvar's wonderful voice of Altair. That's how you know the episode's ended. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We work in the dark to serve the light. We are gamers. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted.